Hi everyone. Welcome. Um, my name's Megan and I have my friend Kimmy here with me. Hey. And we are starting a podcast that's all about myofunctional therapy because we are obsessed with it and have nothing better to do with our time right now. So um, <laughs> we are going to take the next however many years that podcasts are cool and we're going to jump into everything myofunctional therapy that we could ever possibly think of. We're hoping to have some interviews with some really cool people who are in the airway world, uh, you know, and really just bring you guys lots of content, answer lots of questions and have a good time doing it. So um, a little bit about me. I am based out of Portland, Oregon, and I have been a dental hygienist for almost 10 years. It's been a long 10 years. Uh, and I discovered myofunctional therapy gosh, at the very first dental office I had worked at. And the guy I was working for at the time is an airway guy. And I used to do these really long days of dental hygiene, cleaning people's teeth, uh, and end up with headaches pretty much every day. And at one point he had asked me, he was like, well, you know, at the end of the day, like, where's, where's your tongue at in your mouth? And I was like, um, excuse me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sir? Um, but, uh, I realized at the time I was clenching during the day and that my tongue was actually sitting low in my mouth, pushing against my teeth, causing these headaches. So, um, I just made a slight adjustment, putting my tongue up into the roof of the mouth. We call that area the spot. I'm sure at some point we'll talk extensively about that. Uh, and that was just kind of my first intro into finding out my tongue is not where it's supposed to be in my mouth. So fast forward a couple of years, I was looking at ways to expand my career, get out of hygiene, stop telling people that they need to floss, um, <laughs> stop hearing from people how much they hated the dentist and having to always tell them that I'm a dental hygienist so they don't have to worry about hating me. And uh, I was just kind of seeing other ways to help people. And so that's how I found myofunctional therapy. That's how I ended up getting connected with Sarah Hornsby. Uh, that's kind of who Kimmy and I have in common for our training. And, uh, so I contacted Sarah through the, uh, cheesiest Craigslist list ad that you could probably ever read. We still laugh about it. Um, <laughs> but it was one of those where it was like, are you looking to expand your career? Are there ways you want to help patients besides just scaling teeth all day? And it, like a few more things. And I was like, yes, yes, that's me. That's totally me. And so I had emailed Sarah <laughs> <laughs> like a total creep. Cause I am like a total creep, you guys. Um, and <laughs> I ended up, I mean, people who answer Craigslist ads are definitely creeps, right? So I'm just like right there with them. And <laughs> <laughs> I went through Sarah's training back in 2016 to become a myofunctional therapist. And since then, um, I've gone from being a student to an associate to a lead therapist for Sarah Faceology. Now I'm one of her partner therapists and one of her myofunctional therapy um, advisors for our student program, which has been really, really cool. And gosh, I think that's pretty much it about me um, in my like myofunctional therapy hat. So Kimmy, tell us. And what's your Spice Girls myo munchie name? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so the other thing that Kimmy, Kimmy and I have in common 
uh, is we are part of the USA uh, MyoMunchie education team. So MyoMunchie is an Australian-based product. We're going to talk a ton about that. Um, it's a habit corrector, and so Kimi and I help represent them um, at conferences throughout. And one of the fun things that we have decided to do with our team is everybody has a special uh, team munchie, a munch bunch Spice Girls name. So <laughs> you guys will learn pretty quickly how I earned my nickname, but I am Sassy Munch. And uh, Kimmy is Spunky Munch. <laughs> and you'll probably learn why that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys can call me Megan or Sassy Munch, whatever like rolls off your tongue. So. Uh, <laughs> All right, Kimmy, tell us about you. Tell us about your myofunctional therapy background, and then we'll jump into what the heck myofunctional therapy is. Yes. So I've been a hygienist going on nine years in dentistry, about 12. Um, I was one of those kids that was terrified at the dentist, couldn't breathe while I was at the dentist because I was a mouth breather um, and had like severe anxiety as a child, as a teenager, adult, um, and at the dentist, it kind of manifested because I couldn't breathe. Um, I always felt like I was gagging. I was choking. Um, I couldn't get enough air. My mouth was too small. So the irony of me ever becoming a dental hygienist is ridiculous because <laughs> I made my mom hold my hand at the dental <laughs> office until I was like 15. And then I was like, this is embarrassing. I need to like get over this. I was going to say until like last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still make someone hold my hand during injections. Um, so yeah, I became a assistant when I was 17, went to hygiene school and I've been working ever since. I took a continuing education course um, in 2019, early 2019, about myofunctional disorders. Never heard that term in my whole life. Um, but when I was sitting there, I was like, oh my gosh, this is everything that has ever been wrong with me. And it just kind of like clicked, especially the long face syndrome where you have like a long oval face. They had to take out some of my permanent teeth to make room. Uh, jaw pain, sleep issues, basically everything we're going to talk about, I had every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so it just kind of made a lot of sense to me and I wanted to learn more. So I messaged the lady who was teaching the lecture at the dental convention and took a class through her. But um, I didn't feel like I understood everything so I contacted Sarah Hornsby so I could take her advanced training and get more in-depth into it and get a more uh, comprehensive understanding about tongue ties and airway and, you know, what the heck expansion is, all that stuff that you don't get in that basic three-day course. So that's that. That's where we ended up. So, uh, yeah, so... Now, you know, Kimmy and I are working together, like I said, with the Mile Munchie team and jumping in more there. We're seeing patients regularly. Um, my practice is completely online via Zoom and telehealth. I saw patients, gosh, for like two years in an office and then um, decided to kind of take everything online. So that's been really cool. Um, and Kimmy, you do a little bit of both, right? You do some in-person and some online. I do. I do in person, um, which is especially really helpful if someone has TMJ pain, cause I know how to do the muscle release 
And so I can get in there and do it on them and teach them how to do it on themselves. Cool. So that's nice. And with some of my kids that have behavioral issues or ADD, ADHD, just hyperactive kids, I can be there in person and try to get them to focus a little bit. But I would like to go fully online so I can uh, travel abroad. Yeah, I that's love the it. goal. And I'm gonna come visit you. So yes, I need you, I need you to like start doing that. So we'll, uh, we'll teach all the orphans. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so. Next, what we're going to do is we're going to jump into like what myofunctional therapy really is. So besides just like being a really big word and a mouthful that like most of my friends and family can never remember, uh, myofunctional therapy uh, also has a couple different names. So you may know it all as oral facial myology. You may know it as tongue thrust therapy, uh, oral myofunctional therapy, I think is kind of like the like in vogue term right now. So but really it's all the same thing. Okay. And it is a, based on a series of exercises that help patients learn to change bad habits. So we work on improving tongue placement, helping you with nasal breathing, speaking, chewing, and swallowing, which is what can have a huge impact on your overall health and well-being. So I start saying to patients or I kind of liken it to physical therapy. So if you can kind of envision that for a minute, um, how physical therapists help rehabilitate and train muscles to function like they're supposed to, then that's what we do. But for us, it's basically like a physical therapy for the face, the tongue, and the mouth muscles. So I teach people exercises to help them improve their function and their muscles from the neck up, like we'll do some posture exercises. We'll talk about some other stuff, but really we kind of focus neck up and, you know, Kimmy and I, we evaluate patients for tongue ties and tongue thrusts, but really during those evaluations, we tell patients, we let them know that those are just clues that there's bigger underlying issues with their airway. So myofunctional therapy is really all about your airway, you guys. So being able to breathe like we're supposed to is so key for your body to function like it's supposed to. So, you know, myofunctional therapy is all about changing habits, strengthening muscles to improve the way that we breathe, speak, chew, and swallow. And really, it's possible to have life-changing results from a myofunctional therapy program. So with some people, we work on eliminating a mouth breathing habit or easing sleep apnea symptoms. So uh, the biggest thing, though, I think, Kimmy, that we really have to let people know is that every patient's so different, everybody's symptoms, everybody's backgrounds. Um, and, you know, some people come to us because they have jaw pain or because they suffer with mouth breathing or, you know, others may be told that they're tongue tied or have a tongue thrust. So, mm -hmm. you know, it all, it's all about function. So we look at the way that the tongue and the oral muscles move and function and, some of these issues that people have, especially, you know, nowadays seem normal because like how many people, everybody has it. Everybody's <laughs> a clencher. Everybody grinds, everybody snores. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, how many people do you know that snore or breathe through their mouths? Or I can't tell you how many times I'll be evaluating a kiddo. And one of the parents is like, wait, I do that. Or like, wait, my husband does that. And, you know, start mm -hmm. making these like connections that like, 
all of a sudden I'm seeing whole family <laughs> and not just, um, not just their kids. So, um, however, just because people like chronically deal with these symptoms doesn't make it normal. Dysfunction's never normal. And so what myofunctional therapy, what I always ask patients is like, what if you could teach your body, your mouth and your tongue to work for you versus working against you? So, mm -hmm. you know, when we're working with patients, that's what we work on towards like together. So, and I think it's hard too, because a lot of this stuff is super subtle Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so like people don't realize that it's a problem. It's mm -hmm. like a tongue tie. It has to be really severe for you not to be able to speak. You kind of learn to work around it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not just the tongue tie. It's like how it pulls on your neck, how you have to lean forward, the forward head posture. And so, and then the low tongue posture also pulls on your TMJ, which, um, you have to use your jaws to support it more since the tongue's not doing its job. Mm -hmm. um, so usually it's the TMJ people uh, that have the most, I don't know, like investment in it because they're in pain, but everyone else, it's like very subtle little clues. Mm -hmm. And they're usually pretty insidious because you don't really recognize they're there because you can kind of like work around it, even yeah. though it has all these subtle domino effects on the rest of your body. Yeah. So, and that's such a good point. So um, you know, the other thing too, and that's kind of what patients will ask me sometimes is like, okay, well, I've been doing this since I'm a kid. I've been a kid. Mm -hmm. So like, why does this matter now? Or like, I haven't had any problems like this, like, you know, and yet here I am like 10 years later and it's a problem. So, um, it's all about compensation. So like when we're kids and like when we're growing up and even like teenagers, sometimes like we're like super elastic and flexible and like we can compensate like crazy and like you know, minus a few things like, you know, sometimes like ADD or ADHD, that inability to focus because you don't get that real quality sleep, um, you know, but other things, it's because your body's been compensating for so long. And at some point your body's like, that's it, we're done. Or, you know, like you probably aren't like in as good a shape as you were when you were like 15 and, you know, those types of things. So all of a sudden you get into some of your adult years and you're like, wait a second, like now I'm noticing these symptoms more and more. And, you know, then you start Googling and that's kind of how you find us. So, um, <laughs> you Can know, we do a practice, a uh, tongue thrust, Megan, just so uh, people know what it is, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, listeners, I want you to smile and then try to swallow if you can't do it and you have to list, use your lips or your cheeks or your tongue in your teeth, that means you have an abnormal swallow. Super, super common. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing you can do too is you can actually like grab a glass of water. So I have patients do this a lot is I'll have them grab a mm -hmm. glass of water. I'll have them take a regular drink and I'll be like, okay, do you know what your tongue did? Did it push against your teeth? Can you swallow? And they'll always be like, oh, I don't know. Let me try it again. So they try it again. And then they'll be like, yeah, I think so, or definitely, or they're like, maybe, and then I'll have them try one more time. So actually taking a drink of water, smile, and then try and swallow. And like nine times out of 10, the water comes like spraying out of their mouths because mm -hmm. they, uh, you know, they have that kind of tongue thrust swallowing pattern. So, um, you know, and we'll kind of jump into, I think maybe next time we'll jump into maybe some myofunctional therapy keywords and we'll tell you guys kind of more about like 
what is a tongue thrust? What's a tongue tie? Some of these kind of words and verbiage that we throw around and like, why do they matter? Otherwise, why do they matter? Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, we're going to end up here for another two hours and you guys are never going to be able to get rid of us. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so Kimmy, why don't we, why don't we jump into like the four goals of myofunctional therapy and kind of what that, like what that means? Why does that matter? I'll let you yeah. take over. So the first goal that's most important is getting someone to breathe through their nose all the time. Uh, nose breathing is the cleanest way we can breathe. It filters the air, it warms it, it humidifies it, and then your tonsils are the last line of defense. So getting someone to breathe through their nose is going to help with general health as well as a more superior oxygen delivery system to the body. Um, and then the second goal is lip seal, which is the t- lips are strong enough that they can stay together. Um, someone who mouth breathes or has open mouth posture, they have kind of slack lips and the lips uh, tend to pop apart as soon as they forget about it. So we really work on lip strengthening exercises. <clears throat> uh, tongue resting posture, we want our tongue tip to sit right behind our upper front teeth on that little round pad of gum right up there and then the rest of it is supposed to fully lift up in the back and touch all the way back so the whole tongue is up in the roof of the mouth Um, and then the last one is the correcting the abnormal swallow which would be that tongue thrust or if you have to use your lips and cheeks to help you swallow so those are the four goals Perfect. I love it. And, um, you know, one thing that we always kind of keep in mind too, is those first three goals. So nasal breathing, lips together, correct tongue posture. That is when you're at rest. So not when you're eating or drinking, like you can't talk with your mouth closed. (laughs) You have to open it to take a bite. You know, some of these things seem like common sense, but you guys, people ask me this all the time. So it's definitely worth us talking about it. Um, (laughs) And then, you know, we swallow like 500 to 1,000 times a day. And so if we're doing that, you know, wrong that many times a day, then we're going to create definitely like some dysfunction in, you know, how we move and the muscles that we move with. So um, that is, you know, really kind of thing to keep in mind of like why it's so important is because we do so much of this stuff more than we ever even think about. So, Mm -hmm. you know, those are kind of the big, big pieces of the puzzle. One other question I get asked a lot is like, why haven't I heard of myofunctional therapy? And that's like, that's super reasonable, you guys. I mean, obviously, like Kimmy and I have been in dentistry for, you know, over a decade. And we only, you know, we kind of found out about this stuff almost by accident. Mm -hmm. And You know, it sucks, but it is just kind of the reality is, you know, myofunctional therapy has probably become more and more recognized in the past, like, four decades or so, Uh, but it's not always widely known, understood, and that's because we don't get trained in these things, like, directly in our school programs, so, like, dental hygienists don't get trained, Um, dentists, pediatricians, orthodontists, and ENTs, like, they also don't get trained as part of their, like, medical or dental education, And, you know, speech language pathologists too, we have to end up going into like some other kind of more in-depth training to even figure this stuff out. 
and then figure out a way to explain it to you guys and explain it to like just people randomly on the street or to your hygiene patients in your hygiene chair. And, you know, I do think now, especially since, you know, this is like personal opinion, but I think especially now that like sleep apnea is being more, more and more diagnosed, people hate their CPAPs and hate having to like wear other things. And so people are looking for alternative treatments to what they're being recommended for some of this kind of dysfunction. So I think uh, that's a good point to bring up about the CPAP too, Megan, mm -hmm. is um, a lot of the sleep disorders have um, some of the root cause is myofunctional problems, like probably some mouth breathing, some low tongue posture that led to a small airway when they were developing. Um, and also just like the posture, if you're laying on your back, it's going to fall back and choke you in your sleep. Mm -hmm. So improving your tongue strength and keeping that up in the roof of the mouth is going to help improve sleep apnea. They've proven it can help up to 50%. Yeah. Which is, which is wild. So, um, you know, it's, it's amazing. And like one of the coolest things I feel like that I've seen with people is just like how much from like start to finish how much people can change and how much better people feel. And mm -hmm. like, you can't always even like measure that, right? Like you can't measure how much better somebody is sleeping or how much better somebody feels kind of in their day-to-day -day life. But, um, you know, we go a lot based off of people's symptoms and, you know, therapy lasts for most people anywhere from like nine to 10 months. And if you think about other times in your life, like how much like, having a certain habit or how you have like changed from like one year to the other. I mean, you can really do a lot to improve your health in like a short amount of time, which is really cool. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of like what myofunctional therapy is, why you haven't heard it. We've talked about the four goals. Gosh, what else could we talk about? Kenny, you want to talk about some of like the things people may like, find us for and some of the dysfunctions that yeah I actually have this list I compiled um, from like multiple books of all the different um, signs and symptoms or things that could like cause myofunctional disorders so mm -hmm. if uh, any listeners out there want to kind of do a little test like do I have a problem you know just kind of like tick off on your fingers and think like if you've ever had any of this from when you were a baby up into an adult, I'm just going to start blowing them out here. Yeah. Um, also would not recommend turning this into a drinking game because like you guys won't make it past like, <laughs> <laughs> past, like the first 10. Kimmy and I definitely wouldn't make it. Yeah. I would be down in the first count. <laughs> I've so. had pretty much all of these. So there is no judgment here. I have had Almost every one of these. Kimmy, Kimmy's our poster child, you guys. So I know. I got that, that long face, that round oval face, uh, which is actually a craniofacial disorder. Oh, fun. I oh. didn't grow properly. I didn't grow out this way. I grew <laughs> long because I had a, um, an open mouth. All the time. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Functional disorders. We've got, so just think of it like, you know, raise your hand if you've ever had any of these. Thumb sucking, lip licking, or biting. I still catch myself doing that one. Sloppy I've definitely eating. seen you do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to break it, man. 
Sloppy okay. eating, food around the face or plate, nail biting, cuticle biting, uh, chewing with the mouth open, lips smacking while eating, food and texture aversions. That's a really subtle one, but that could be related to the tongue tie because mm -hmm. they can't move the food around their mouth like they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I've actually had some kids who started out pretty like as picky eaters or wouldn't, mm -hmm. or like their parents will say like there are certain textures of foods that they just won't eat. And mm -hmm. um, when we get kind of deeper into therapy and get into the like eating and drinking, we'll have them some, try some different foods. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. Just like some of the changes or no, like things that they notice is like kids start liking different foods more mm -hmm. or, you know, struggle, struggle less with that. So yeah, yeah, that's a big yeah. one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, an improper swallow, using the lips to swallow, tongue thrust, or bobbing the head to swallow, mm -hmm. um, clenching or grinding, sensitive teeth, breaking teeth um, because of the recession and abractions happening. Yeah, I'm guilty, so I, I'm raising my hand for clenching and grinding. <laughs> That's, that's definitely one of mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, and most, uh, all adults, really. Yeah. Um, mouth breathing, uh, tongue tie, lip tie, which is under here, uh, buckle ties, which are cheek ties. So when she, um, she said under here, she was talking about under her lip. Oh, my lip. Sorry. <laughs> <They can't. laughs> I can see you, but they can't. <laughs> you understand me. <laughs> Um, let's see, TMJ pain, open mouth resting posture, low tongue resting posture where the tongue likes to hang out in the floor of the mouth or behind the bottom front teeth. Mm -hmm. So some people may feel like their tongue's just like floating is another kind of like way that I have it described to me sometimes. Mm -hmm. Or I notice like when I'm talking to people, I'm like, where's your tongue sitting? It's behind your bottom front teeth, huh? And they're like, Oh, yeah. I never thought about that before. Mm -hmm. uh, lip wedging, where you kind of like squish your lips together. Tongue wedging, cheek chewing. Those are signs of anxiety. Uh, drooling during the day and drooling on the pillow at night. When I was a kid with myofunctional disorders, I would um, be concentrating on my schoolwork with my open lip posture and just positively drool all over my desk. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't anyone help me make it? Oh, Lord, help us. <laughs> uh, sucking habits, chewing habits, nighttime teeth grinding, uh, which is signs of sleep disordered breathing and oxy oxygen deficit to the brain. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Snoring, sleep disordered breathing, obstructive sleep apnea, upper airway resistance. Mm -hmm. um, when you kind of just naturally posture your, your jaw forward, so their teeth are kind of edge to edge, um, that's a sign that you're trying to open up your airway. Mm -hmm. Or when your lower jaw is kind of pushed back, um, when you're mouth breathing, your bottom jaw will drop back and down, mm -hmm. which pinches off your airway too. So then you have to lean forward to open it back up. <clears throat> Chewing on the tongue, hair pulling, it's a type of OCD sort of habit. Um, 
so mild functional disorders will cause dental issues, orthodontic problems, such as crowding, crossbites, open bites. Uh, palates should be shaped like a hobbit hill, not a mountain, which is like a high narrow palate. Uh, dark circles or bags under the eyes. I can't even tell you how many like estheticians, like makeup people, doctors, I asked about my dark circles under my eyes. And they just said I had thin skin. No one ever talked that that's like a major sign of sleep disordered breathing. Mm-hmm. What about you, Megan? Um, yeah, you know, or like, so sometimes when kids will call them like allergy shiners. and mm-hmm. so, Or venous pooling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever heard like the term allergy shiners or like the venous pooling, that's a, that's a big one. And that's mm-hmm. one that like nobody really Mm-mm. knows about or talks about, but a lot of people have. And I've had a handful like of people over the years, like that's kind of their big thing. And they'll even notice like, especially as they're sleeping better at night that, um, they're, they'll notice those like circles kind of lighten up. Um, I can actually think of one gal in particular, um, this really nice family from the Midwest. I saw all four of them at once. You would think it'd be crazy, but like, they were so nice. So, Mm -hmm. um, and the mom in particular, she was a big mouth, she was a big mouth breather at night. I had her start mouth taping. And mm-hmm. after we finished therapy, she went to go get friends with her coffee and she was like, or like went to go coffee with her friends. Mm-hmm. And, um, she was like, my friends told me I look 10 years younger today. Mm-hmm. She was like, I can't believe like how much younger my face looks just from like learning how to breathe through my nose all the time. So it's that was crazy. That was it's a cool like a one. circulation mm-hmm. issue, right, Megan? Mm-hmm. It's the the blood flow doesn't go through the a certain bone if mm-hmm. it's underdeveloped, and so they get it there. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. The oh, other. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, one of the other things that I was thinking about too is when you were talking about sleep disordered breathing. Mm-hmm. So people who wake up a lot at night and feel like they have to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's a big. That's actually a really big indicator, um, and that has to do with some dysfunctional breathing while you sleep. So, you yeah, that was actually the next one on the list was bedwetting or just having to get up in the night to go potty. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. See, like I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, you know about malfunctional disorders. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and that's uh, that's one of those things where when your brain is like getting low on oxygen. And so it basically sends like an SOS to your kidneys to flush your kidneys and that wakes you up. So if you're more often than not, when you're an adult, it wakes you up and then you have to go to the bathroom. When you're Mm -hmm. a kid, you, you know, sometimes you don't wake up or Mm -hmm. that type of thing. So uh, I did a little bit of a bedwetting growing up. (laughs) Thank you for admitting something. (laughs) I feel like I'm just sharing all my secrets right now. (laughs) Well, okay. Yeah, no, I, uh, and we always just thought it was because I was like such a heavy sleeper. Sleeper. Yeah. Everyone says it's because you're sleeping too deeply, but mm-hmm. actually yeah. you're not getting into all the stages of sleep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that, it didn't happen all the time, but definitely, definitely did that, um, growing up like a handful of times. So I had dreams. I was going to the bathroom. I just never did it. Oh yeah. So yeah. I'm just like a, a nocturnal bedwetter, I guess. <laughs> I'm a <Yeah>. dreamer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, were, there would actually be times as a kid where I would be dreaming that I was doing it and then would wake up to find that that was actually happening. 
Oh no. I know. It's so common though. It's so common. There's no shame in it. Yeah. It just means that there was a problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just didn't know about it. All right. So here we go. Over breathing and sighing, which Mm -hmm. I did a lot of that even when I started nose breathing. So Sarah taught me to stop doing that. (laughs) Nice. And then the shallow, anxious chest breathing. When we breathe with our chest, that activates our fight or flight. So we have to train someone to breathe into their diaphragm or belly breathing is what we call that. Mm -hmm. Um, Loud whistling nose breathing or stuffiness. I actually stopped breathing through my mouth as, sorry, my nose as a teenager because I was self-conscious of how loud my nose was. Oh, really? That's part of the reason why I started mouth breathing as a teenager is I was self-conscious of my whistling nose, (laughs) which was just allergies. Classic allergies. (laughs) (laughs) Sniffling nose and chest and shoulders move when breathing, which is that uh, chest breathing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. We have weak tone to cheeks and jawline. Mm -hmm. Uh, Weak chin. Or a really prominent chin. It either means, um, either way, there's usually a bone that didn't grow out the way it was supposed to. There's some sort of cranial facial um, underdevelopment. Mm -hmm. Um, The bottom lip will roll out and you can see that wet line at rest if someone has open mouth posture. Uh, angular chelitis, which is the redness in the corners of the mouth from saliva pooling there, which Mm -hmm. is a fungal issue. The tongue is visible at rest. The tongue is visible during speech, except for TH. So if you can see someone's tongue a lot in their teeth, um, that's usually a sign that they, there's an issue there. Um, we talk about how long this list is right now. (laughs) I know it's that's why everybody has something <laughs> it's guys, like this, four pages long <laughs> lit, this is literally why Kimmy and I have jobs you guys yeah this is it this because like it's the world's longest list uh but it's all true which is so crazy I mean Kimmy how many more are on there um there's like two more little things okay well like pages yeah like powerpoint two, two more pages and so, that's why we told you guys not to turn this into a drinking game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everybody's getting tipsy. <laughs> or uh, blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> I would be blacked out because I got all of them. I'm honestly probably wouldn't be far behind you. So. <laughs> <laughs> all this right. one we hear yeah. a lot in dentistry. Like the tongue is bossy or we're like fighting for our lives trying to retract it back when we're cleaning the tongue mm-hmm. is fighting us the people are gagging mm-hmm. um, even like hypothyroidism in like severe cases the tongue will swell up and get bigger because of proteins mm. um, the jaw deviating to one side when you open so if you look mm-hmm. at yourself in the mirror and your jaw swings one way or the other that's a tmj issue uh, usually there's muscle dysfunction or like overly tight on one side and Mm-hmm. Uh, clicking, popping, or noisy TMJ joint, headaches, phantom toothaches, and neck pain. The phantom toothaches thing is interesting. I had a friend who went to the dentist, and she had like a toothache, but they couldn't find anything wrong with her nerve. Her sinus was completely clear, so they just said it's probably a sinus thing. Take these antibiotics. Why? So yeah. 
She was probably clenching the hell out of them. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I went over to her house and I did a TMJ release on her and it went away. That's amazing. I know. That's You're crazy. That. Yes. Um, ringing in the ears, tinnitus. Uh, that's a TMJ issue. Mm-hmm. Phantom earaches with no infections. Again, another TMJ issue because your joint is right there by your ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, poor home care. So someone who constantly is going to the dentist and everyone's like, oh, you have so much buildup on your gum line, your mouth breathe. Are you mouth breathing? And we just tell them don't mouth breathe, but we don't tell them what to do. I, I oh, used yeah. to do that when I was a hygienist. I'm like, well, brush better, floss more, and try not to mouth breathe. Mm-hmm. But if someone doesn't have the tools, it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah. Like, Shiny oh. red gums on your front teeth. That's usually a pretty good indicator that oh, you're mouth breathing. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a big one. Gum disease, persistent gingivitis or periodontal disease. Mm-hmm. Um, some cases with tongue thrusting, you can make your teeth get loose because you're pushing the teeth out of the bone. Mm-hmm. So cause mobility. Mm-hmm. Uh, recession. Um, I've even seen in patients that had really bad tongue thrusts that they had recession on teeth that were not touching at all. Their tongue was just pushing it out of the bone and had caused a lot of recession. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Um, patients that have really strong gag reflexes, they <laughs> choke on water while you're working on them in the chair. They can't take pills. Mm-hmm. They can't gargle water because they don't have that tongue strength and tone in their throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a really big tip off that there's a problem if you have any of these. So contact Megan and I will help you. (laughs) Um, A hypersensitive or ticklish palate. So when you're getting x-rays like that gagging on the roof of the mouth, that's usually a sign. Um, If you're taking sleep medications, you have sleep problems, sleep issues, um, you know, difficulty staying asleep, falling asleep, all those things. Inflammatory diseases, autoimmune diseases. Literally, you guys, anything that's wrong with you is probably because, like, you're a mouth breather. <laughs> yeah. Or you have sleep problems. <laughs> yeah. Well, and your mouth breathing is going to turn into your sleep problem. So, yeah, exactly. It's, Even it's if it's crazy. really subtle, some people only do mouth breathing at night. During the day, they're fine. But they yeah. don't. when you're laying on your back, everything gets slack and loose. And- mm-hmm. See, oh, there's another thing, Kimmy. So I was a nighttime mouth breather. I didn't so much, mm-hmm. I've never really been a daytime mouth breather necessarily, but definitely at night, like I would channel my inner Darth Vader. And uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's live recording of me sleeping, you guys. <laughs> Prior to my mouth taping. That was me. So I we'll have to know. do a, art, um, a podcast about mouth taping. Oh yeah. 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 We'll get more into that. TBA. All right. We have one more page here. It keeps going. It's never ending. It's a never ending story. (laughs) I guess. Limited opening. I have that one real bad. Um, Large tonsils and adenoids or a history of tonsil removal or adenoid mm-hmm. removal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a huge one. And they also have studies that say that if kids have had their tonsils and adenoids removed and they don't learn how to breathe through their nose with myofunctional therapy or mm-hmm. whatever else it is, that they will have a relapse in their sleep disordered breathing. 
Yeah. Which is scary because that was always like, oh, go get your tonsils removed and your sleep apnea and children will get better. Uh You have to learn to breathe your nose at night. Yeah. Um, Noisy breathers in your sleep or during the day, like me with my whistle stop (laughs) nose. (laughs) And me at night Uh, with my Darth Vader breathing. Yeah. Uh, Recurrent nightmares. This one is so interesting. And I feel like I have to spread the word about this Mm because I had nightmares since I was as young as I can remember, probably like four years old, I've had nightmares every single night. And when I was little, I would just like pray every night that I wouldn't have nightmares and I would have them. So I felt like I was bad because like God wasn't like answering my prayer not to give me nightmares. Oh, that makes me really sad. sad. As soon as I had my tongue tie released, my nightmares stopped every night. I'll get them sometimes, but it's because I'm congested. Yeah. Like I have a cold and I can't breathe through my nose and then yeah. I'll get a nightmare. It is wild. That so is wild. If your kids are constantly waking you up, I had a bad dream and it's they're for real. They're not just like wanting attention. Yeah. Like listen to them. Cause that is a major sign. Mm-hmm. Your body's trying to wake you up out of that dream mm-hmm. by activating your fight or flight. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. I, I definitely like had, a handful of nightmares over the years growing up too. And sometimes mm-hmm. as an adult and I've always like previously, and I mean, I do feel like there's probably some like truth to this too, but like I've kind of attributed it to like some like whatever kind of like traumas or mm-hmm. like things that like I've experienced that have been yeah. like, hard in my life. But um, you know, that's kind of where like the nightmares like come from. Mm-hmm. And then probably like my my mouth breathing or I I'm kind of curious I don't want to experiment with this because nightmares suck but Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious like if there's a night where I don't tape if I like notice a difference so I don't really I have the one the nights I can't breathe I usually have one where I'm underwater or I'm trying to swim and I can't get out of the water which I think is me like struggling to breathe yeah, that's a hard pass for me. Yeah. Uh, speaking of sleep, they're sleep sweating. Like <laughs> little kids that are sleep sweating or like adults that you're like, don't want a spoon at night because they're soaking wet. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a sleep that's problem. Me. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Megan. See, Kimmy, you said like that you're feeling alone. Like I'm, I'm the like sleep issue person. So <laughs> I'm oh, like too, girl, me too. <laughs> I've always ran super hot. Like I definitely get sweaty in my sleep. Um, but it's, not, but that is something I've noticed that's gotten better over the years. Mm-hmm. As far as like when I started mouth taping and getting my tongue up and actually like sleeping better. So mm-hmm. you sound like probably two of the most attractive humans. To, like, I know. Grace I want to make like a now. cartoon meme of us right now. <laughs> you guys Mine are- would be like Gollum and yours would be Darth Vader. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you guys, uh, even pretty even pretty girls have myofunctional disorders. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I swear we're cute in person. Yes, <laughs> my mom thinks I'm cute. <laughs> my mom uh, definitely thinks I'm cute. <laughs> we have shining personalities, I guess. <laughs> we overcame. <laughs> yeah, that's why we have good personalities. <laughs> <laughs> we're a sweet spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Is there anything else on the world? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple more, um, open mouth when sleeping. Oh yeah. Difficulty waking up in the morning or not feeling refreshed. Ooh, definitely not a morning person. You guys (laughs) (laughs) 
moody behavioral issues aggression add adhd yep yep um, memory issues brain fog and there's a really strong link now between getting dementia and alzheimer's and having sleep apnea it makes your brain decline a lot faster i believe that yeah yeah um and then just a couple more like little picky things. So a lot of like myofunctional disorders and anxiety or OCD type habits go hand in hand. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. know exactly why, but um, skin picking, eyebrow picking. Um, I used to pick my nails a lot. Like oh, I yeah. had like this obsession with peeling my nails or like picking my split ends. Like mm-hmm. I get mm-hmm. anxious and do weird things. Yeah. Um, nose picking, which I think is actually someone trying to clear out their nasal passage to then get more air like yeah, with kids and stuff that are constantly yeah. picking their nose. I think they actually just have allergies. Yeah. I think that's part of it too. But I also think too is, and I, this is something I've ran into with a handful of patients over the years, especially like kind of like middle school age, like mm-hmm. young middle school, uh, like sixth graders. And preteens. Then, yeah. Kind of preteens. Um, they don't like the sound or they don't like breathing in to clear their nose and so either they like will always kind of let their nose be a little bit runny yeah or will only like yeah they only kind of want to blow their nose but maybe don't necessarily know how but they don't like to breathe in hard to their nose and clear their nose Mm -hmm. that way so can I tell you something embarrassing about teenage awkward shy me yes please Uh (laughs) all times you can always share your embarrassing stories to me I was, had like so much like social anxiety as a kid. Like I was really Aww. self-conscious. So I would like need to blow my nose cause I had really bad allergies, but I would try to do it as quietly as possible. So oh, was yeah. it effective? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just get in there and blow it out, man. I know. I know. I think that's, I think that's probably fair of a lot of teenagers though. Like I remember like wanting to go to the bathroom to like blow my nose so loud it sounds like a trumpet down the hall yeah I wouldn't want to do it in class (laughs) just the softest little baby blow like very feminine (laughs) (laughs) yeah with my mouth hanging open yeah so like boys were like monsters but turns out you know they probably still did so (laughs) (laughs) Um, silent reflux, which is kind of a newer one we're just learning about now, Mm -hmm. but it's when the acid is regurgitating up your throat for almost like a vacuum effect when you're Mm -hmm. sleeping. Yeah. Um, or if you have low tongue posture that during the day, even if you're standing up, um, my boyfriend gets that, he'll just get like acid reflux. I'm like, put your tongue up and then it gets better. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely, acid reflux is a big one for me in particular. That's been a big struggle of mine for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, that's a big one for me. Well, and it makes the teeth grinding worse or the clenching because the acids are breaking down your teeth as well. So it's kind of like a double whammy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then one more thing on digestion. One more. more. (laughs) digestion issues such as constipation or diarrhea because you're not mm-hmm. chewing well enough mm-hmm. so your body's having a harder time processing it so it can either manifest in constipation or diarrhea yeah, yeah. which you so, would not think would be related to a myofunctional problem at all but no yeah a lot of people don't like register di- like 
digestive issues and myofunctional therapy. But, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the other things too with that is if you're, so when you're swallow appropriately, like you're supposed to, you activate your vagus nerve, your vagus nerve activates your digestion. Honestly, we should do an entire episode on the vagus nerve. It's crazy. It's a rabbit hole. We'll get back to you guys on that. But um, you're signaling to the rest of your body that like to start the digestive process and like the food's coming in or liquids are coming in. And when you don't do that, you're basically gut bombing yourself and your body's having to keep up or catch up. And that's where a lot of like the bloating, the burping, the gas, the acid reflux, constipation, mm-hmm. diarrhea, like all those things come from because like your body like got a surprise party that it wasn't expecting. So <laughs> <laughs> the bloating is a good point because um, an abnormal swallow, you're going to be aerophagia or mm-hmm. swallowing air when you swallow. Mm-hmm. The part of what we do in therapy is teaching you how to swallow the right way. So you mm-hmm. don't get all that air in there. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So um, pretty much everything that's wrong with you under the sun means that you have a myofunctional disorder. So like, that's why you're in good company. Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, have a lot of personal, you know, anecdotes about these things too. And, you know, that's, that's why we exist though. And that's kind of why we're out here to help people. That's why we're starting a podcast is to like, just give people more information. So whether you're already a myofunctional therapist and you want to learn more, um, or you're just somebody who's like, what the heck is this really weird, um, really weird thing that these people are doing. So or you're um, just looking for answers, like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with me? Like, why <laughs> hasn't ever talked to me about this? Or my hygienist said something about a tongue tie. What the heck is a tongue tie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's I'm wrong? not a baby. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with us that our therapist can't figure it out for us? You know, it's out of their, uh, out of their scope. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, you know, that's pretty much kind of all you know, it for what we wanted to talk to you guys about kind of in our intro episode is what myofunctional therapy is, like what goals are we going for? Um, You know, name off everything under the sun. That usually means that there's something, you know, some sort of dysfunction going on in your body. So, um, you know, I think the other thing too, Kimmy, before we wrap up is maybe talking about what, like, how people can be successful with myofunctional therapy. And what I'm thinking about is not just learning these exercises to learn how to function. It's not just about going through the motions. Um, you know, it's about achieving those four goals 95 to 100% of the time, all day and all night. But also, one of the biggest pieces of success with myofunctional therapy is awareness. Like, mm-hmm. you have to be aware of what you're doing during the day. And you have to be aware of when to like fix your habits because you've been doing these things for however many years, however long, you know, since childhood, since, you know, like you all of a sudden got really bad seasonal allergies in your teens and, you know, any of those types of things. And so we're looking at changing habits and we're looking at creating new habits. So you have to be aware And you have to be thinking about these things when you're not meeting with us for your therapy sessions. You have to be thinking about your day-to-day. So awareness is honestly like at least half the battle to success. So doing the work, 
will always get you the results that you need. So doing the exercises, following what you're instructed, and then with that, the awareness piece. And those patients who do both of those things really, really well mm-hmm. um, are the ones who have the most success and really notice those changes. So that's- And it takes a long time to change yeah. those habits. I still <laughs> catch myself all the time breathing with my mouth mm-hmm. or I have my lips together, but my tongue is not up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. I'm obsessed with keeping my tongue in my palate now. Like mm-hmm. it's my jam. Mm -hmm. I can just, it opens up your throat. Like everybody just swallow, leave your tongue up in your palate Mm -hmm. and then take a deep breath through your nose. Like it just opens it up. It really, really helps. And it helps support your jaw. So that's one of the major things that we teach with someone who's having TMJ pain, right, Megan? Mm -hmm. It's just teaching them where to put their tongue. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. So, you know, we give you a lot of tools during therapy to help you with that awareness, but, um, you know, that is, that is, I think probably like the biggest, like secret to success, the biggest things of my patients who are really, really successful and my patients who struggle mm-hmm. through therapy is taking that awareness piece really seriously. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, I kind of think that wraps up what, like kind of the big key pieces that we wanted to share with you guys today. So um, you know, Kimmy, is there anything else that you were thinking of or that you wanted to like throw out there? No, I already read the world's longest list, but we have a <laughs> lot of like really cool ideas coming up like that we want to talk about. Yeah. We want to do like a whole podcast on like what a tongue tie is about mm-hmm. tongue tie release, yep. about why you should do myofunctional therapy before and after the phrenectomy, mm-hmm. the tongue tie release. Um mm-hmm. The phrenectomy alone is not that successful, but when you do it with therapy, it's like magic. Mm -hmm. Like I stopped having nightmares and grinding my teeth after my tongue tie release. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I did a lot of therapy before that. Yeah. Myofunctional therapy as well as probably regular therapy, right? (laughs) (laughs) I need all of them. (laughs) All the therapies. Yeah. We want to talk about like sleep um, and like over the counter products and like Mm -hmm. all the different sleep appliances. Um, Mm options for palatal expansion. Uh Um, I want to do one about nasal clearing and lip taping. Yeah. Myo munchie. Oh yeah. Uh, We've got, we've got a long list for you guys coming up. So, I mean, we, we have a long list. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. We've got a long list that like Kimmy already read off of today. And, (laughs) you know, we're going to, we're going to touch base on a lot of that stuff and like break it down of like, how these things impact you, what you can do about it. Like why, Mm -hmm. like why do these things happen or why do, why are you doing these things and how do they relate to what we do? So um, it'll be fun. We've got some other kind of like fun stuff coming up. We want to like bring in some interviews too. So you guys don't just have to listen to us all the time Um, and be able to really just give you guys as much information as we can. So we are very excited about that. Um, you guys can subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> yeah, subscribe and follow our podcast. Uh, we'll put some info into like about our websites and about, uh, you know, how you can follow us on YouTube. Kimmy and I both have YouTube channels that you can check out. Um, oh, speaking of my YouTube channel, this is really fun. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So my friend was watching one of my YouTube videos recently, Kimmy. 
Mm-hmm. And, and she watched it with the subtitles on. And you guys, YouTube does not read the subtitles, right? And I have to figure out how to fix it. So if you know about that, let me know. <laughs> but when I say that I'm an oral myofunctional therapist, it says that I am a oral male functional <laughs> therapist. <laughs> you guys, first that of sounds all, like about what I want to do. <laughs> first of all, uh, it's not what my YouTube channel is about. And somebody is going to flag it. We're going to have some real issues or somebody is going to be like real disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I need to learn how to edit my subtitles. I am not an oral male functional therapist. <laughs> Don't sign I mean, me like, up for that. You could be. <laughs> we didn't even get into that. That's going to be a different podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a different episode, you guys. Uh, that's not now. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so you know check out my youtube channel there's a lot going on there <laughs> so, so. <laughs> awesome well can't wait and i'm mm-hmm. excited yeah so we're going to try to come out with these episodes for you guys weekly um you know as you get to know us more we'll create like all the cool social media stuff and so you know you can always contact us give us ideas of what you want to hear about or you know what you're interested in and we'll be able to go from there so we will leave you guys with the rest of your day. You know, we will, you know, pray for sunshine during this like self quarantine time and, you know, give you guys some really good content to listen to. So we will be talking to you guys soon. Thank you. Bye.